0: Jesus says to us, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. And then says he's going to prepare a place for us. A few minutes ago we heard the description of that place in the reading from the book of Revelation where it says, I saw no temple in the city, for the temple is the Lord God the Almighty and the Lamb. And the city has no need of a sun or moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. That is God the Father and God the Son, Jesus. And then, had we read just a little bit further, we would have read, By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut. I point out this detail because it's an important detail. In the days of Jesus... And all the way until almost modern times, cities had walls built around them. The walls were built for safety, security, protection, and the gates were opened or shut based on if the people of the city were at peace or not with those surrounding the city. And the gates were always shut and locked and guarded at night to ensure the peace and safety of those who lived in the city. Just like today, you may leave your doors unlocked during the day, but just about everybody locks their doors at night. But the Bible tells us that the city of God, the heavenly kingdom, has no need of the sun because it is lit by the glory of God, God the Father and God the Son. The glory of God is forever, so therefore there is never any night and the gates of the city are never shut. There is always safety and peace in the kingdom of God. Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. And Jesus adds that it is not the peace as the world gives. Jesus' peace is not dependent on walls and gates and locks. Jesus' peace is based on God's unending glory, not human power. That is a good message, that's a great message. The kingdom of heaven is persistently at peace. But what about us, who are here, not there, living now and not then, who instead of having the persistent peace of the kingdom of God, have the persistent conflict of the world around us? Jesus still says to us, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. His message cannot only be for the future, Jesus said what he said to comfort his disciples there, in the moment, when he was preparing to leave. The disciples needed comfort there and then. So Jesus' comment, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, must must be for the present moment as much or more as it is a promise for the future. And... Just as important, Jesus made a distinction that his peace is not like that of the world. What is the peace of the world? The peace of the world is peace by force. People talk about peace when they are in the process of going to war. When you listen to those who bring us to war, you learn that we went to war in Iraq and Afghanistan to bring peace and democracy to the Middle East. We went to war in Vietnam to bring Peace between the north and the south of the country. We had the same reason for going to war in Korea. We went to war in the Pacific and in Europe during the Second World War to end German, Italian, and Japanese aggression and bring peace to the world. These are the reasons people have told us that we've gone to these wars and have had similar reasons for going to the other wars. The peace of the world is an imitation peace. It is peace through forced compliance. It is not true peace. It is only the temporary lack of violence until one aggressive nation or non-nation group or another must be forced to stop its aggression. This is nothing new. The former emperor of France, Napoleon Bonaparte, is reported to have said, I know men and I tell you that Jesus Christ is no mere man. Between him and every other person in the world, there is no possible term of comparison. Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and I have founded empires. But on what did we rest the creation of our genius? Upon force. Jesus Christ founded his, na- his empire upon love. And at this hour, millions of men would die for him. I marvel that whereas the ambitious dreams of myself, Caesar, and Alexander should have vanished into thin air, but Jesus should be able to stretch out his hands across the centuries and control the destiny of men and nations. I know men, and I tell you, Jesus is more than a man. Comparison is impossible between him and any other human being who ever lived, because he is the Son of God. Jesus offers us peace, true peace, the peace that only God's love provides. Jesus' love for us is perfect and without flaw, therefore Jesus' peace is perfect and without flaw. Jesus does not force anyone to comply. Jesus' peace is not a temporary pause to violence. Jesus' peace is an answer, a rest and a way out from the violence, the anger, the hurt, the conflict of every sort that surrounds us. Jesus knows that we, while apart from his kingdom, will be fighting the temptation of sin all our lives. Jesus knows that we will face criticism at best, and even martyrdom at worst, because of our faith in him. Jesus knows that Satan, the enemy of our souls, will attack us directly and indirectly. Jesus knows that the enemy of our souls will try to sow seeds of doubt in our mind and trouble our hearts. Jesus knows the enemy of our souls will stir us stir within us. Doubt, so that we ask ourselves, am I good enough for God? Have I done enough for God? Is God angry with me? Will God let me into his kingdom? Does God even know who I am and what I am facing? When the world around us is in persistent conflict and the headlines speak of war and betrayal and violence between countries, people, and even within families. When we ask the questions born in doubt, that is the enemy of our souls trying to get us to look at his violence instead of God's peace. But Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled neither let them be afraid. In the face of all the world's conflict, we can have the peace of Christ. Our hearts can be freed from trouble and can be freed from fear. No matter what the state of the world around, we can take comfort in Christ who promises us his kingdom. St. Cyril of Alexandria Alexandria, writing between the years of 412 and 444, explained this promise of Christ by saying, I will be with you, though absent in the flesh, I will again edify you by my consolation as God, and I will set you above every terror, and no man shall surpass you in boldness, for all fear shall dwindle away, and cowardice shall vanish from your path. And divine power shall bring up in you, bringing you with peaceful mind and a heart at rest, to the revelation of those things which passes man's understanding. And now Christ says, Peace I give unto you, not simply, but my peace. And this was clearly nothing else but saying, I will bring my spirit and I myself will abide with those who receive me. Is something troubling your heart? Is your soul at unrest? Listen to Jesus. Listen with your heart. Listen with your mind. Listen with your spirit. Listen with your soul. Listen to Jesus when he tells you, My peace I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Amen.